yes. Welcome back to the Yes Mate podcast. You're locked in with me, Poonam Dufa. We are here with Jaspreet Kaur, a.k.a. Core Health. She is an amazing holistic nutritional coach and personal well-being legend. We are ready to rock and roll. We've just finished eating um, lovely dal and alu gobi, yes. roti, maki <laughs> uh, di roti with salad, um, all rustled up by Jaspreet herself. And I'm not going to lie, guys, I think there could be a potential collab coming, <laughs> coming through, coming through. Hi, Jazz, how are you? Can you just give everyone like an intro into like how you even started getting into nutrition mm-hmm. and yeah, why, why is it so important for you to be kind of sharing your message to everyone? Yeah, for sure. Um, so it kind of happened once I had graduated. So that was in like, what, 2014? And I moved back home with my family and I just started to notice a lot of people who were close to me. So family, friends and family were just really ill. So diabetes and heart disease was always like a normal thing for me growing up in this country. Like everyone knew, had an aunt or an uncle or parents that had diabetes or heart disease. But when I moved back from uni, cancer started to become an even more of a popular thing. And I remember in your other podcast, you spoke to Saima, um, who, big, yeah, big up Saima, yeah. for Legend. real, she's incredible. Um, and I love the way that she um, so candidly and openly talks about cancer as being like a South Asian woman. Um, So yeah, like people close to me started to get cancer and um, it was just, it was weird. Mm. It's weird having someone close to you get cancer, but you know, the person who was close to me that got cancer was like, do you know what? F chemotherapy, I'm gonna go about it a different way. And they were lucky enough to be able to have that mindset because this person is actually from Punjab um, and she's just, absolutely incredible she, she she was able to see it from a different way and be like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try to fix this myself um and you know guru kirpa she hasn't she's in remission so you yes know. mate i would i'm, I'm doing like a fist pump that's amazing yeah that is amazing yeah and but that also goes down to and we, we we've spoken a lot about this this goes down to having that open-mindedness and also having the faith yes in you know, whatever you believe in that, that, that is bigger than ourselves. Yeah, 100%. I mean, having that mindset of like allopathic medicine isn't the only way is something that I think is really inherent to Punjabi people, especially those who were born in Punjab. Um, it's just something that is inherent to us. So for um, her to have that mindset, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a privileged thing. And it's, it's really beautiful that she was able to push through the barriers of having like doctors and nurses tell you like, this is it it's the end and be like you know what I'm gonna try another way because this is my body uh, and I'm gonna take my health back my way and did that spark something in you for you to then obviously go on and research and which led you to yes interested in this so their research was kind of about food and how food will affect it and at first like we were just like, what? What does this even mean? Like, you always just hear cancer, chemotherapy, radiotherapy. That's kind of the way that it's going to go. But with this, it was like, you know, she she was able to bring this amazing knowledge of, like, food has a big effect on health. And it can really help manage and reverse cancer. And it, it's, it's walking, talking proof, isn't it? Like, it, it's happened. And obviously, people are going to be really lo- reluctant to believe that. But, like, it, it is possible to do and that's what kind of made me uh, start researching nutrition I went back to uni to study nutrition again um, and yeah 
here we are. Here we are. And we were discussing this earlier, but obviously in a lot of Punjabi households, you know, our staple is wheat, um, which, you know, we use in, in, in roti, you know, chapatis, yeah. fulka. And um, I remember seeing on your Insta that you recommend obviously switching to spelt flour. Yeah. Uh, are you able to share with us and for our listeners who don't have a clue what spelt flour even is and, yeah, what are the health benefits of eating spell or slowly introducing that into our diet, whether you're Punjabi or not. You yeah, know? 100%. Um, so the research that I do in nutrition and stuff is all based on Punjabi bodies because I'm Punjabi myself and I'm very passionate about it. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on that a bit <laughs> yeah, after. We always do. We always yeah, 100%. Um, so the spelt thing came about because I was just trying to understand like what kind of food did my grandparents eat? Um, and it wasn't the kind of that we know today um it wasn't like the white fluffy kind of roti that we that we kind of typically have it was actually spelt atta and how did spelt atta kind of get into Punjab it was basically like um it was a part of colonization which was a, a violent destructive process that happened in a lot of countries over the world um and it did happen in Punjab and one element of the colonization was to introduce uh, genetically modified seeds and this project was called the green revolution um and it was by a person called norman borlaug he was a french uh, scientist and he won like Nobel prizes like it was supposed to be like this amazing thing for punjab but it literally it trashed the soil it toxified the soil it toxified the people and in punjab and also in the diaspora we're still suffering because of it um and it's because it's a genetically modified seed, right? The new wheat that we know and that we use a lot is a genetically modified seed. And this means that it has been um, basically bastardized to be different. So it has certain uh, properties that conventional uh, or conventional wheat doesn't have. So for example, it will have like um, a higher crop yield per area. So that sounds really appealing, right? Um, you'll grow you'll more of this yeah. crop. Yeah. Hmm. So. There's also things like it has an improved uh, response to fertilizers and it's also resistant to many diseases. And whilst all of this might sound appealing, the central focus for this GMO kind of grain is on the yield. So it's on like the capital profit, the money that it's going to make this person um, and make the country rather than our health. So these crops destroy the land and they destroy our bodies by creating like nutrient deficiencies and high levels of inflammation. Um, And that is why it is so important to ask yourself, what did my grandparents eat? Because that is what we should be eating in the diaspora. I mean, can I just say that we just cane some spelt roti on and, and I'm going to tank up on that afterwards but they were amazing and really light and then rather than using butter you use coconut oil yeah um and for me um and people that know me I used to love eating butter so I switched to a plant-based diet in just towards after Christmas and you know we've touched upon it how the health I've realized the health benefits and how I'm feeling with my skin so yeah I'm definitely gonna um start implementing some spelt flour in yeah, there because do it. we we actually have like wholemeal um it's like a mixed grain that we have yeah so at home we use um chucky otta which is yes. which is um a brand yeah, i yeah. think isn't it yeah um and it's 100 percent whole wheat flour and it's stone ground it's like a traditional like the traditional yeah, yeah, method the using in using the chucky yeah um is that okay to eat that i mean because it's still wheat Mm. i mean it's not i don't like putting food into this binary of good versus bad in it because it it just can't be that's too oversimplified for food and it can really cause some issues um 
in in the psyche so i don't ever want to put food into this spelt is good and wheat is bad because i just i don't think that's yeah. helpful i think the thing to understand is like how does the chucky one make you feel and then when you had spelt akta how did that make you feel i think that's something that we need to know yeah um so and it's then listening to your body yeah, yeah and then from there make the, the the decision like let let your body make the decision and run with it i mean there's sometimes where i'm just gonna have regular roti because you're a good one. Yeah, I'm in a good one. Yeah. Or I've gone to someone's house and that's what... I'm not going to request like, yo, can you make spell roti? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to be... I'm not that bougie. And yeah. I don't think anyone should be because your body can... Ha- you can handle okay. it, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you're just trying to prevent a disease and just feel better on a day-to-day. I guess it's, it's also about making a conscious decision. <laughs> a conscious decision. Um, it's about making, yeah, a conscious decision of what you want to be putting into your body because yeah. yeah you can't go out and dictate to other people in their houses like don't eat these don't yeah. eat these but you take those kind of small steps mm-hmm. and of course we always talk a lot about food mm-hmm. um do you <laughs> feel that it's important to be celebrating your culture your heritage through food because yeah. i've you know i've um I, I know a lot of young kind of people that don't want to learn how to make roti or oh, that was me yeah <laughs> so yeah how did you kind of shift from that to this yeah. um so again like bringing colonization into it um the like colonization is a deep thing and i don't really fully understand it myself so apologies if i make any mistakes in talking about this but colonization like it means that we start to respect uh, whiteness more and we start to disrespect our own culture more so we try and run away from our culture and one way of doing that is by not wanting to speak your mother tongue one way of doing that is by not wanting to wear your uh, cultural clothes um not wanting to eat your food you know the food that your mother creates because like for me growing up i was always just like well, i just want to eat fish fingers and chips because that's what everyone at school eats yeah i don't want to eat roti dal sabji but then when i got to like 18 i was like yo like this food's dry like fish and chips is dry like i just it's it's, it's where's just the not where's the midja where's like the where's the love at do you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. that's when i like started to come back and i was just like damn like I've, I've missed out on years of having this brilliant brilliant food and i think food was like my way of getting back to my culture um because i wasn't someone who was gonna be like i don't know how to explain it in it but there's a lot of Korea do a lot of different things to connect with their culture. Some is through music, some is through clothes. Like for me personally, like putting on bindis, that that's just not for me. So it's never going to be that way. The thing for me was sikki and also food. Like my mum teaching me how to cook, me being in the kitchen with my mum and my nanny, that was like the most revolutionary thing. Like that was at like the start of me starting to understand colonisation and me starting to understand like, damn, like... I was trying to reject this because I was embarrassed and I I didn't like Punjabiat and yeah that was like the start of it I guess um and then just understanding more about the green revolution and what our ancestors ate as well that was like me coming back into being Punjabi so for those reasons I think it's really important to know how to cook so you can control a certain element obviously there's going to be days where you're going to go to a restaurant do you know what i mean like you're yeah. going to want to get chips from the chip you like why not you're you going to want a margarita straight up you're <laughs> going to want a margarita you're going to want to eat some kind of junk sometimes and that is absolutely cool but if like 80 90 percent of the time you're able to make food that is made for your body i think that's really important um and also it's it's for me like it's a big act of like rebellion because it's like oh like 
the the government isn't ever going to tell me this because we live in like a white country so everything like the food guidelines and everything is made for caucasian people the medication in this country is made for caucasian people so the one thing that i can do to take health back into my own hands is cooking cooking food that my grandparents used to eat so yeah <laughs> smashed it mate. and we talk a lot about food and exercise and and the impacts of both of these things on our bodies and you know in the last kind of two years the rise of well-being mm-hmm. is just like hitting mass market you know yeah. and I wanted to talk to you about mental health and I guess for you as a YouTube influencer do you feel pressure to create content and like be constantly uploading on whether it's on YouTube or Insta and do you feel that you you need to have that kind of constant output of oh put, putting stuff out there yeah and it's like does that affect you not not just your mental well-being mm. but like does that have an impact on yeah like your day-to-day like mm. living because I'm, I'm I'm assuming that this is just like one part of just breed like yeah. it's not the be all and end all yeah, yeah for sure um that's such a such an interesting question and I think it's so relevant today um it used to really get me down I'm not gonna lie yeah when I I used to try and pump out content just to be consistent and for a year or two that was cool and then I just started hating it but I was like no because otherwise I'm gonna lose subscribers and people are gonna forget who I am like it just got crazy and then I had to I had to just have a serious talk with myself and just be like just be calm the hell down Mm. no one's gonna forget you it's okay your mental well-being is more important and being an entrepreneur as well like there's so many different things that come with being a woman of color and an entrepreneur and like you know trying to get paid is one of them by brands trying to like you know just just have like a solid routine that is gonna like get you some kind of respect in this world where all we care about is how much money do you make what's your job role and stuff like that there's there was just a lot going on for me um and a lot of it to be honest with you was my own insecurities because that's what I respected I was like damn like I don't have a job I'm like a flop um so I have to consistently put out content to be like busy Mm. quote unquote so I think getting away from that after I had that big talk from myself it's a lot better now because I create when I want as opposed to like when I have to um, and I put my phone down a lot more than I did before as well. Did you feel like it was coming almost becoming like almost like a bit of an addiction? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That you like, feel that you have to satisfy other people before you're satisfying 100%. yourself. hundred yeah. percent. That that like. Sounds draining. It is. That that like is is addictive. It's a drug like straight up um, and anyone like any influencer or anyone that says that it's not like I'm like 99% sure they're lying because it is it's addictive to like put a video up and have people say oh my god I love your video oh my god I tried your recipe and it's amazing like you get boosted and I had to really like it's I'm still working on it I'm not gonna lie but I really need to separate myself from me and me online do you know what I mean yeah definitely and that that must be quite hard because again it's like the content that you're putting out is so close to your heart as well you know it's not like it's my baby yeah it's not like you're i don't know let's just say you're not doing i don't know i'm just customizing irons yeah 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 uh customization of like leather jackets or something you know like it's it's something that is very much you yeah so to kind of 
differentiate that that's mm. quite and I and I uh, you know I'm not gonna lie I've when I started yes mate I used to feel like that as well it's like when is the next event yeah like oh my god like have I why have I not made the graphics for this that's the wrong color palette it's yeah. not why am I using CMYK why is it not perfect why is like, it not perfect and it's like perfection doesn't exist baby mm. girl yeah. it doesn't <laughs> exist and that's okay um and I think another thing is just like you were saying like cooking and health is such a big part of my life like all of like my family members are basically under my care in terms of nutrition i'm good with that so are my friends like they come come to me with any questions that they want and i'm good with that um but it is being able to like like in real life it's fun but when it comes to the internet god damn damn. god damn (laughs) that stuff can be toxic for real yeah and and do you know what i don't really talk about this probably as much as i should but when people ask me about why i started yes mate and what is yes mate you know i go straight into it's like oh because i love cooking Mm -hmm. and it's like we we eat vegetarian food and we're not about just having like whiskey and like kebab and like i don't know listening to as kang whatever (laughs) you know but actually one of the the reasons that again that i had this kind of creative burst in creating this because I left a full-time job. Mm-hmm. I basically had, like, a burnout. Like, now I look back on it. I yeah. had a burnout. I was going through, like, depression. And it's only now that I've I've realised what actually that was. And for me, I've always been a cook, always been a massive foodie for everyone that knows me. But actually, again, getting back into the kitchen, putting mm-hmm. your phone down, actually switching off, it became, like, oh it became therapeutic, therapeutic for is. me. Yeah, like, One of my agree. Yeah, like, cook, cooking, for, cooking for, like, my family or my friends. Yeah. And um, just just even the whole um, process of making roti, of getting the flour, yeah. the water. I know, it probably, I know to some people it probably is just like a, such a bore. But I was like, you know, this process, there's something quite spiritual. I think especially when it comes to doing something with your hands. And yeah. I think as young people and as much as I love, you know, all this social media and tech and all the rest of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think to be actually doing something with your hands... Yeah is is actually really important it's really important um even just like you know i I went to write something in my notepad and i was like damn my handwriting used to be well nice Mm. what's happened to it Mm. you know so like actually doing something which you don't need to be using a screen like even when i see like people using like um ipads and stuff to do like recipes and stuff it's like just put the ipad down for a minute just put the iPad down. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Like I know you need to be using it. No, when you need but to, I get you. I get you 100%. There's something quite... I just like putting on my music. Like, if you come to my house, like my dad's always like, can you turn that playlist on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, there's always tunes going on. And yeah. it's like, it's actually just connecting, not only just with the food, but it's actually connecting with the present moment. 100%. And I've said this, like, I've said this before, I think maybe on my Instagram or YouTube, who the hell knows, it's somewhere on the internet, but... It's out there, it's out, it's out, out there. there somewhere, in it. Um, but yeah, like, cooking is such a therapy, because you are in the moment, and you have to be really mindful of what you're doing, and I was talking to one of my clients the other day, and I was giving the... Then they're not a big cook, and they're very open about that, they're like, look, I can't, I can't cook, like help this process so one thing that i said is get into the kitchen and start being mindful and that doesn't mean that you got to start making a torka and like start being like a whiz in the kitchen nothing like that you can literally put a piece of bread in the toaster and just watch it Mm. and that's being mindful Mm. because you're just watching it what's going to happen to the bread how long does it take to get brown how brown do you want it are you going to have to put it down again so many questions that you can Mm. ask about the flipping toaster do you know what i mean you can do it so simple even just things like um 
peeling an onion. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of have this thing, when I'm peeling an onion, I always kind of time myself, like, when am I going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, three seconds in every yeah. single time. But, yeah, you're right. And it's it's about, I feel like we're losing, we're chasing something that is, you know, moving so quickly. It's like, what about now? Like, what yeah. what are we doing right now for, for our bodies, for... Our, our mental health for our well-being and and not just for us like if we ever have kids again mm. it's like again with food it's like what are we going to teach those kids if we're just eating fish fingers and chips yeah do you know what i mean trust me and i'm not i'm not hating on frozen food and it like yeah, yeah everyone loves thing. a waffle, everyone Every, loves a waffle. <laughs> trust me everyone's doing their thing but it is it's important to to get into the kitchen and make whatever it is that you're going to make but home cooked food for the win every single time (laughs) and for you like are there certain things that you do apart from cooking that help with your mental health like do you meditate do you do bath like what kind of things do you feel help you like I love going for like long walks Mm -hmm. um which I kind of need to get back on because I've I've kind of fallen off the wagon but like I like being outdoors in nature Mm -hmm. um I just actually just like switching off I like reading but also I've got into I don't want to really say it's meditating but just just being trying I'm going to say and, and emphasise on the word trying to be still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, just sit. I like putting on my oil burner, putting on my incense, and just sitting there. And I'll put, either put on some music or just actually just try to just close my eyes and just listen to my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes, like, my head is, like, racing so fast. It's like, I don't even... Sometimes I'm like, well, I don't even know what I'm thinking. And yeah. It's, like, it's for me, it's, like, just slow down Mm -hmm. and that starts with actually just slowing down with my thoughts Mm -hmm. and with I guess even recognizing how I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this because of this and then doing like um writing a very small journal I've been like keeping like a gratitude journal like is that something that you do or like are there kind of other things that you do that help you yeah I mean I went through this phase of just trying so hard to figure out what worked for me um because you know on Instagram on the internet when you talk to people there's so many things that work for other people and it's not... Every single body's different. So what works for Poonam isn't going to work for Just Breathe. So I used to love... I mean, I still love being in nature. So, like, I'll go for, like, hikes, like, just outside of London. There's, like, a couple of really nice, like, big foresty areas. So, like, I'll do that once a month, which is so fun. Like, I love so it. do the next one together. Yeah, 100%. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. I'll like hold Bronte. you to that. Yeah. <laughs> Bronte and a jar for, yeah. the, uh, for the lunch. And the, and the flask of jar. Yeah, you know it. I'm down. I'm going to hold you to that. Um, yeah, so I, I do love being in nature, but I think more on like a daily thing. So I like tried journaling. I tried quote unquote meditating. Like I tried doing all of this stuff and it just did not work for me in it like straight up. And I thought there was something wrong with me and I had to just be like, chill out. Like there's nothing wrong with you, bro. It's just, this isn't working for you. You'll figure out what's going to work for you when you're ready. So I just had to be hella patient with myself. And now I think, I mean, I even drum roll, drum roll. I think I figured it out. Um, I think I figured it out. Who knows what's going to happen in the next month, but I think I feel happy with this routine. Um, I'm not someone who likes routine like daily, but this, uh, this morning routine actually really helps me. Like, so getting up at like 4.30, trust me, like, like, it's weird to even say it, but like getting up at 4.30 and just going to the Gordara. I am very lucky that I live very close to one. Like, I am, like, Guru Kirpa, I don't even know. Like, I'm so grateful that I live in such clo- close proximity to a Gordara that I'm able to be there. Like, I can wake up at 4.30, be there for 4.45, do you know what I mean? So I do my nitanem there, 
and that just like it makes me so happy being in a gurdwara being around sangat those are like the two things that really keep me sane i tried journaling i tried meditating i tried going for long walks every day none of that stuff helped me guru sangat and part is the things that really do help me on a day to day basis and it sounds so cliche but like no, on it, like everyone's just different in it yeah. and those are just the things that helped me yeah and it's and it also i think it's about yeah recognizing that and if it works for you why would you not continue to do it yeah so 100% That sounds amazing. I'm like, oh, it's just getting up at 4:30. But it just then... me. It was it was a it was a struggle. <laughs> like on the Monday, I was like I'm going to get up for Amritvela. I got up at 10. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Next morning, I got up at 9. Like literally day by day, I got up an hour later, an hour earlier, sorry, until Friday I was just like, boom. Like it just worked. I was just like, no, I have to I have to do this. Um yeah, and then yeah, it it was So what do you when you're when you're there like what do you so you have a like obviously you have a shower and stuff get ready mm-hmm. go to the gurdwara yeah and then you what, then do nitnam do nitnam there get prasad because obviously <laughs> yeah. you know you know can't leave the gurdwara without that that's like the the standard yeah go do nitnam get prasad chill with like whoever's there have a couple of conversations with like the bibian uncles who are there and then come home and and is the sangat is it do you see a lot of young people there or There like some t- there's more young people in the evening like straight after work you'll see like a couple of like young professionals coming to do reras and stuff like that but in the morning it's mainly like auntie and uncles who are getting ready to start like seva for like longer and stuff like that or whatever they're going to do uh, there is like a couple of young people that come before work which is really like comforting to see it's really really nice um but yeah this gurdwara is great man i love it That's, are you going to go tomorrow yes yeah i am <laughs> yeah i and it, the thing is i guess like with any kind of practice that 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 you do that once it's kind of lit it's like a match isn't it once it's kind of sparked it's going to flame up so yeah. it's just about putting that into practice and continuing to do that yeah 100% and i think it's about just taking it day by day and not forcing yourself to be like you know if tomorrow i don't wake up i'm not going to kill myself it's like all right i tried like yeah. and i'll try again tomorrow yeah. like it's okay no one's perfect and we shouldn't put that pressure on ourselves to try and be perfect every day some days are better than others for me some weeks are better than others and i just know that that is a cycle that i go through i'll go through a period of time where everything's good and like my routine's running smoothly and then i'll go through like 3 weeks where it's just the complete opposite and that's again something i'm trying to work out but it will come with time yeah and it's the way you speak about it is so beautifully because it's about being okay with that and it's like st- we should stop striving for perfection because yeah like you said it doesn't exist and it's like we should just be happy for for what we have and mm-hmm. and you know give gratitude because we have a lot more than 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 other people mm. in, not not saying that oh we're better than everyone else yeah. whatever, but it's like you know we're we're safe we get three meals a day you can have 10 meals a day you know yeah and um you you have hot we've got clean water um it's the simple things in it and i think gratitude journaling is a really good It's good. Like even though it didn't work for me, I can see why it would because it's like you literally I am grateful for this roof over my head. I'm grateful for heating. I'm grateful for my bed. Like and it's like damn, like I'm really wealthy. Like yeah. on a level like yeah. I've got clothes on my back and it's like yeah, I and when I was in this phase of like oh my god, I need a job, I need this to be respected. The gratitude like for a couple of weeks that did get me through it because I was like I only want a job so that I can get money so that I can get things that I don't even need. and then like yeah, i started so to be true. like damn i don't need it so true. Cool. And, and and even when you have it you're like oh this this where's the next thing yeah and but, but it's like this 
doesn't make me feel the way I wanted to feel or the feeling that I thought it would give me. Yeah. And it's almost like a false expectation, isn't yeah. it? And um, I remember when we met and we, we were having a chat and I was saying, oh, you know, with my job before I was in a, in a, in a full-time role and I felt like the company really defined who I was and I found it very difficult to kind of separate myself from that. So yeah. my, my definition of success has now been twisted on its head mm-hmm. and that again has you know happened because as much as you know I don't want I'm not saying like going through like dark times or you know suffering kind of mental health is is the way forward or anything like that but there comes a point where your your mental well-being and even with your own body will tell you when something isn't working for you and yeah. you should listen to that mm-hmm. because I think if you ignore that this is from experience it's it's not a good sign so and and again like in Punjabi community talking about mental health or disease is seen as like such a taboo and like no one like you know you you don't want to talk about something um and you don't want to share that with people because you know what are they gonna think or you know like they're gonna I don't know give nuzzer or some kind of rubbish like that and it's like well actually you know what like on a level if there's someone in your family or not like you should be able you should talk yeah a hundred percent you should have that communication about how you're feeling and it's like if you can't talk to your family you know reach out to somebody who who you Mm. can talk to because you know to suffer in silence whether it's about your mental health or you know any anything like stress it's um it's really important to have emotional support as well as you know physical support of people being around you and I always harp on about this but my parents are literally amazing so I always say that they're my my parents but they're my best mates and that's because with any kind of step that I've taken even career wise they've always given that emotional support yeah even with my friends and the people that I'm close to I'm close to them for a reason as well you know and Mm -hmm. I think again all this kind of social media doesn't really help to because it, build, it builds, like, you know, you have to have this many followers and this is the definition, this, 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 this. And it's, like, actually, like, if you can count on your hand the number of, like, really good friends or people that will listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I always say that people that have supported you in all the good times and been with you mm-hmm. through your successful times, but then also there through your shit times mm-hmm. when you're trying to figure stuff out and you're like, oh, this is getting too much. Yeah that's really important for me is that the same for you yeah 100 percent um and i think like just going back to what you said about being able to talk about mental health in the Punjabi community i think um for the older generations it's a completely different ball game like people who are like first generation from Punjab because they're like fully survival mode it's like i ain't got time to think about my mental health i'm gonna just keep going um and i see that in my own family and then i think you know but us trying to navigate, like, I'll, I'll say it again, but trying to navigate colonisation is rough, man. It is rough. And, like, we deserve all the space and all the patience for ourselves and for our peers to just be a bit confused. Like, it's all right to be Punjabi and be living in the diaspora and be confused. It is cool. Like, what else are we going to be? Why are we here? Like, that's a big question that, like, I want to know the answer to. Why am I here? How did you get here? Yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. Like, what, what, what circumstances made my parents move from Punjab to be here, you know? And the, the answers aren't pretty. And that's why it, it's a rough... It's a rough thing to go through, but it's okay. And that's why when... I mean, 
there's something called horizontal violence as well which is like a super unfortunately prevalent thing in many communities but it's when you attack your own people so instead of like going vertically to like the systems that are creating these oppression and these this this violence that perpetuates in society uh we attack our own people so it's horizontal they're the people around us so you'll see up and air cussing out up and air and it's so easy to do that because we're the oppressed person mm. so we almost take on the white person's job and we just start cussing our own we start cussing black people up and air like all of that stuff and that's something that i think can really affect mental health and i'm gonna put my hands up and say like i i did it and i probably still do it like i need to catch myself and be like yo don't say that about this person don't think that about this person because they're going through a rough time mm. yeah and even like you know we're saying about up and air, we're talking about black people um it's like really doesn't matter in the bigger picture what i guess what skin color as well you have because when it, again when it comes down to mental health as well it's like really you don't know what anyone's going through. straight up and it's like you should just be kind as easy as to say just be kind yeah but you should just be kind. It's that e- it is that easy, actually, and it's like you don't know what someone is actually suffering, even with your own family or or, or friends and things. Yeah. So it's and always check up on your people, man. Like the past couple of months check have been in. check in with your peoples. Like the past couple of months have been like rough in terms of just like hearing about people who I know and care about going through really hard times, like really hard times, and I'm just like, damn, like how how did I as a friend let let it get to this and it's like a simple check-in would have prevented this from happening or could have prevented this from happening you know it didn't have to get this far so always check in with your peoples um if you get like sometimes you just get a little thought about someone you're like oh I should text them I'll do it later no, no, do, do it, it now yeah, yeah. just do it then yeah. and um yeah because you never you never know who you're gonna help man true that <laughs> seep into your bloodstream because it does go through your skin and into your body so you want to make sure that you're putting on things that are good for your body my rule is if i wouldn't eat it i ain't gonna put it on my skin like on a level i don't put anything on my skin that contains any harsh uh, chemical man-made ingredients and that that's what's worked for me any tips can you give us like oh yeah low maintenance skin tips yeah 100 percent. low maintenance is the way to go like your skin does not want to be agitated by an eye cream a face cream a toner or this or that like it just wants to be left alone and doing the bare minimum i found that when i really stripped back my daily routine like my skin started glowing and i actually get messages like on a weekly on instagram like girl how'd you get that glow like it's not a filter it's literally just low maintenance skin so i'd say just find like a good quality soap i use like a soap bar um i use african black soap which is pure african black soap no other ingredients in it like it that's one ingredient block of soap where can you get that from like a amazon oh okay yeah you can get it from amazon akamuti is a really good brand aka m-u-t-i uh from amazon i get that in bulk so i use that on my face is it expensive uh i wouldn't say like it's breaking the bank it might be like a little bit more expensive than your regular like one pound bar but it's not it's not massively unaffordable uh so yeah african black soap would be great for your skin for a cleanser and then for a moisturizer it depends on your face type so if you have more acne prone skin um that is kind of dry i would say using something like neem oil is really good because it's very antiseptic if you've got more of like combination skin something like almond oil would be good um what other oils oh if you've got like hormonal acne rosehip oil is very very good 
Um, I would say stay away from things like coconut and shea butter. Coconut oil kind of just sits on the skin. Yeah, I feel really like do coconut much. doesn't do... Sorry, I don't feel it like doesn't. it doesn't really do anything. It's good for eyelashes and I think it's good yeah. for taking off... Um, makeup. Makeup. Very I mean, good I'm, for that. I mean, I'm no beauty blogger, but um, <laughs> from, from when I use it, I, I feel like it does... It is. It's really good for that. But like, not as a moisturiser. No, not as a moisturiser. I'd say stay away from that. Stay away from like thick stuff on your face as well, like a shea butter, unless you've got really dry skin. Uh, but yeah, in general, I'd say stick to like... Plant-based oils, um, seed and nut-based oils are, are really, really good. I love neem oil. Like, I use that on, on a daily. Yeah, I switch between neem and almond, but I've been using neem, like, consistently for, like, four months, and it's been oh, wow. it's been doing wonders for I mean, skin. your skin is, is Girl, going. Because I was actually going to ask you, and I was like, I just check that in there. <laughs> and what do you... Do you put it on your fingertips and put it on, or yeah, do you use... Yeah, so I... Oh. Neem is really, really potent. It's really, really bitter. Potent, oh my really God. bitter. But this is it's, it's a medicine, right? So this, this is one of the things that I think is really important. Like I said before, I'm not going to put anything on my body that I wouldn't eat. So black seed oil is something that I use in my hair and my face and neem oil. Yes, they're bitter and they taste like crap if you get it on your lips. But it's, you know, it's medicinal. So it's still, it's safe. It's safe to have. So what I do is I put it kind of like on the end of my fingertips and then I... Uh, put it around my eyes. I don't put it on my eyelid because it actually seeps in and oh. it will start irritating your eyes. Okay. Um, and then what, I you just like dab. No, I just I just do circles around my eyes. Okay. Like that. I put it on my forehead, on my cheeks, and then I shut my mouth like this. You guys can't see me, but Bonham can. Yeah. Like that. I don't know how you say that, but I just shut mm. my lips, close my lips together mm. basically, and then I put it around my mouth so that it doesn't go on, on my lips. lips. Yeah. And then I wash my hands right after. So like it's a it's a thing. It's like an Olympic sport putting neem oil on your face. And does it just does it settle quite nicely? Yeah, into like skin? I like it because it leaves a little bit of like a. Because I like a bit of a dew, you know. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. I like a bit of a dew as well. So it does leave a little bit of like a a nice glow mm. on your skin. And I find I've got um combination to dry skin. So neem oil is nice and thick for me. If I'm having like a bit of a if I'm say in the summer when I'm my skin is less dry, almond oil is good and it still leaves a bit of a dew, but not as much. Mm. So it just depends on your skin type every single body is different which is really really important to note as well amazing i need to stop using my face wash yeah 100 percent. If, if your face wash has got more than like three ingredients girl stop well i use simple face wash and i'm oh. see this is the thing all right let's just talk about branding yeah. here because um big big companies brand things so cleverly they have a lot of money they've got a lot of like you know expertise in advertising and stuff so things like simple it's called simple but you turn it around and there ain't nothing simple about them ingredients yeah, you know I, was, what I'm I, mean? sh- I was i'm sure there's like 50 ingredients trust me like why is there that many ingredients in your cream like switch to a simple simple oil that's got one ingredient in it it's gonna do your skin good um yeah that's what definitely what i would recommend for your skin um in terms of food as well so like it goes past just like the skin food it's really important to read your ingredients oh my god how could i forget period pads period pads have ingredients as well which is something that not a lot of people know about did not know that so things like your generic period pads, like always, um, they're made from like uh, non-organic cotton. So this non-organic cotton has got pesticides in it. My right? face won't help. Yeah, it's got pesticides in it and it's got other things in it that can cause something called toxic shock syndrome because you're putting it in such a sensitive area, right? That's going directly, that's touching your the inside of your body. So you need to be really careful about the types of sanitary towels and uh, period products that you're using when you are menstruating. I use organic cotton pads pads which just have one ingredient which is 100% organic cotton so nothing else is in there I make sure of that but um 
period cups are a big thing menstrual cups are a big thing like the moon cup and stuff like that they're a big thing right now for me personally i'm not about that i'm not about that yeah. but a lot of women use it again everyone's different so like what won't work for Poonam and just breathe might work for you lovely listeners so like explore your options but definitely start looking into the ingredients of your period products of your skin products and of course your food products now what i will say is that sounds like a lot of things to do at once so take it day by day start with your food or start with your skin products pick one product to start looking at the ingredients with uh, pick one product to start switching up don't do it all at once because you're going to get overwhelmed and you're just not going to want to do it What was the name of the period pearl brand? So I've got the box, it's called NatraCare, N-A-T-R-A-C-A-R-E, and you can get these from Amazon, I just buy them from bulk on Amazon, but you can also get them from like Whole Foods, it's a bit bougie though, um, and other like organic shops. There's like a couple of local organic shops that are in my area that are just independent businesses, you can get them from there, but Amazon is always a good shout, and Bournem, I will show you where it says the ingredients, here you go, ingredients. Literally organic cotton and then it says cellulose, cellulose from wood pulp and starch so it's got three ingredients um but if you look at things like always they don't have to put ingredients on it's not like a regulation for them to put the ingredients on so if you go to always it doesn't even have ingredients and often they refuse to give ingredients when you ask them and it's like what you had in really why wow. don't you want to tell me the ingredient what you had in front yeah. do you know what i mean because they are obviously hiding <laughs> something um so i would always say stick to natural ones if there's one thing that you're going to take away from this podcast i would definitely say ladies start looking into your period products um and men also start looking into ladies period products because it's really important to know this information and also pick one food that you enjoy eating and start reading the ingredients and try and switch it out that might be uh, a certain packet of crisp flavor or it might be a chocolate or it might be a frozen food but try switching it out because there's plenty of healthy alternatives in the shops these days i mean can we just talk about biscuits for one minute yes, right? <laughs> so um, since switching to plant-based i now notice how much and even in crisps mm-hmm. like cheese and onion walkers have milk in them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like just by reading the ingredients i mean like okay that's got milk in it i'm not gonna have that now i need to find an alternative yeah yeah I think alternatives so I've actually got a video on this on my YouTube channel which is pretty useful so it's like um it's called five foods that you thought were healthy but aren't and it's about like just getting like your generic Hovis bread and actually even turning around a pack of Hovis bread and looking at it's got like e numbers in it it's got preservatives it's got like acid-based ingredients in it what is the point and it's just to like preserve shelf life um so that it will stay for longer so the food isn't fresh and again it's just going back to that fast-paced life where you're not cooking you're not being mindful it's just go 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 i gotta eat i gotta do this i gotta stay busy uh, but sometimes it's good to slow down and look for other options so for things like crisps i always go for just like plain ready salted oh, ready salted crisps yeah plain oh, ready salted crisps and kettle oh my god yeah a good crunch yeah. good crunchy texture is nice when you're in period um but kettle chips are a really good brand uh, i'm not sponsored by any of these brands by the way i'm just sharing what i do um so yeah kettle chips are a really good brand for that for chocolate i love bouja bouja and also ombar um and also seed and bean they're all like those three are like my favorite go-to chocolates oh and love raw their buttercups are really nice they taste like reese's 
pieces. I'm literally drawing them right now. They're buff. Um, actually, at the event that we did in Feb, Ombar sponsored us. So big up Ombar for giving yeah. us some Ombar buttons. I've got some buttons in my goodie bag. Yeah. I, was, I was excited. They were delicious. <laughs> but also going back to crisps, I mean, I love just making like really lovely salsa and guacs mm-hmm. and having like nachos. The best nachos that I found, which have got literally, again, I think two ingredients, mm-hmm. are Marks and Spencer's own ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're reasonably priced. I bulk buy and I inhale. Yeah, straight up. And you should. Like, I think when you're on your period, listening to your body is really important. Because uh, your body will always tell you what it wants. Um, in terms of the nachos as well, something that's really interesting is, I think, like, Tesco own brand and also Asda own brand mm. stuff have really good ingredients. So don't think that just because it's, like, the own brand or it's the cheaper version that the ingredients are going to be rubbish um in some situ in some situations the more expensive brands are actually going to have the e-numbers and stuff and i know a lot of people are probably thinking well why is an e-number bad why is an acid-based uh, ingredient bad basically what it does is it goes into your body uh, this is just one thing that it does it goes into your body and it attracts uh, fat cells so then your fat cells will kind of conceal this e-number in your body and then that's what kind of makes you gain weight especially as Punjabi people so most of my research is done into the Punjabi body but that's what happens so if you can't shift weight and you're like exercising and you're eating healthy um it's not about cutting the calories it's not about demonizing carbs it's just about looking at your ingredients and having like more home-cooked food it's basically like cut out the processed crap isn't it yeah have dal roti sabji so Jasper, what's your next event what have you got coming up for us I am doing a retreat with one of my very good friends, Maya, Maya Saffron. She is a personal trainer. She's an all-female personal trainer specializing in pre- and post-natal personal training, which is really, really interesting. And we're hosting an all-female retreat in July, which is going to be in Kent at a lovely glamping site. Ooh! Yeah, so everyone's going to be staying in, like, lovely bell tents. Um, There's going to be, like, showers and all of that kind of stuff. It's not proper camping. It's a glamping. Um, And, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun all female it's in july 12th to the 15th um yeah if you guys are interested hit me up there's a few spaces left and uh yeah we'd love to see you there and how can people get tickets where's the where's the best way they can get tickets in? through through us so through my social media feel free to follow me at core health on instagram um just drop me a dm and we can sort out booking your spot and stuff it's going to be 100 percent plant-based food so i'm going to be in charge of the cooking maya's going to be helping you all break a sweat because my god that girl can train so yeah be prepared to break a sweat it's going to be a nice little detox for four days in the summer um yeah hit us up on instagram at core health uh, drop me a message and uh, yeah, we can get you booked on. Amazing. And what's your YouTube channel again? Core Health, same thing. Core Health, it's as easy as that. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Jasper, oh, for having you. me, for feeding me, hey. for having all the <laughs> chats and hopefully going to have one more roti before I go. 100%. And um, yeah, it's been amazing. And likewise, you know, like, I like to have guests on that are keeping it real. So a massive big up to you for, you. you know, keeping it real and sharing with everyone the highs the lows and all your knowledge about food nutrition and and well-being and after this i'm going to order me some stuff off of amazon straight away (laughs) so thank you so much hope you guys have all enjoyed listening to the episode if you've got any feedback any comments do hit me up at underscore ysm8 or do feel free to drop me an email at yesmate that's ysm8events at gmail.com and stay locked for the next episode next month